Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio in Scottsdale, Hot Zona, Arizona, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, man? How we doing? We're almost through it. Almost there. Almost there. Yep. We're actually heading to Palm Springs, California this week for the Iron Circle Experience. Can't wait to do it. The entire weekend's going to be full of leadership and employee development, disc assessments, and comedy, magic, and Luba, 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 Lucha Libre wrestling at the casino. Should be a good time. It will be. It should, what do you mean, should? These are, the, these are some of my favorite weekends of the year. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, we run a mastermind called the Iron Circle. It is a, I would call it the top 1% of the industry are in this group. If you uh, want more information, it's ironcircle.net. However... We host Iron Circle experiences a couple times a year. We rent out big mansions. We fly in major speakers. We network. We solve problems. We have good time, and oh, we yeah. have feasts. All the good stuff. Fit for oh, yeah. kings. Yes, we eat very well, that's for sure. Yeah, we bring our own chef, uh, Chef Dave. Mm-hmm. He's just been upgraded. I just got the menu the other day. In- Ooh. It's insane. Good. Lobster tail, filet mignon, crab yes. lump, all the goody goodies. As it should be. Ugh. All right, so we've got a great episode today. So you've heard this saying a million times, do what you do best and outsource the rest. And I would say that's not all the way true. It's not, I don't agree to that 100%. Sure. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. uh, on paper, it's like, well, do what you do the best and don't try to learn all these other things, just outsource that stuff. And I would still argue that you shouldn't be doing things that don't make you money. Yeah. Even if you're great at them. For example, maybe you grew up in a, uh, you know, maybe your dad was a uh, equipment rep for a major fitness facility or company, global brand, and you were just worked side by side and you were fixing equipment and stuff. And that's what you're great at. I still would argue, don't go out and be the person fixing your treadmills and your equipment and all that stuff. As a gym owner. As a gym owner. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I'm speaking to gym owners. Yes, correct. Uh, uh, you know, obviously get a maintenance agreement with an equipment vendor or maybe, I mean, we use a company called, uh, we used to be called Farmers. I think it's called something else, Farmers Fitness. Uh, anyways, you know, hey, we got a squeaky treadmill or we got a, a cable that breaks or, or something like that on the on the equipment they'll come in to fix that yeah. stuff you know yeah. and, and so and then you have maintenance agreements like maybe maybe you're great at repairing hvac that was what you <laughs> grew up doing your whole life and you went to school for it i would argue you still shouldn't be the one up on the roof doing the ac repairs right yeah and, and you know the, before somebody starts throwing shade at the fact that you know when you don't have any dollars in the bank and you don't hate like there's a need at some point sure you might have to and well, i'm not saying go do things that are you know, technically sound and advanced that are beyond your level, I would, I'd put my flag in the ground and say, don't repair a damn piece of equipment in your gym because of the liability. But when it comes to 
having to choose where you're spending time versus money in the beginning, there are certain things sometimes you just end up having to do. That's not what we're saying here. We're saying it's the choice to go back, the choice to continue to spend your time as the guy in your gym that's repairing the equipment, as the guy who's going to jump on the roof and go do the AC unit when it breaks, simply because you can, not because you have to. As the guy that go teaches that class because you want to save 20 bucks, exactly. you know, something like that. Yeah. And really the point to this episode isn't that. The point is time. Time. Yep. Time's the only thing you can't get back. You can always make more money. You can't get back time. So how do you spend your time is what this episode's about. Mm -hmm. How you spend your time, if, if, if we were to do an audit, right, which we which do. Which we do. Uh, and Randy was to analyze your, your the time spent, he could tell you where your priorities are mm -hmm. in your business. Yeah. And if on that sheet there's I'm scrolling Facebook or there's training clients or there's, uh, you know, running to Costco for equipment or, or office supplies, toilet, yeah. you know, office supplies or toilet paper or whatever, um, your time isn't spent on growing the business. And mm -hmm. I think as the owner, as the visionary of the operation, you need to be the strategist on, on a lot of stuff, but you also need to be the vision and, and, and the, the captain of the ship. Where are we going? If you're in the gym, training equipment, you know, training clients, fixing equipment, going to Costco, like that to, to the team, it's like, oh, well, this is status quo. We're just doing yeah. the things to do the job. Yep. And but, it, but if you're out there and you're, say you're learning Facebook marketing and you're researching your competitors and maybe you're like, okay, creating a program in your gym that will fulfill on a bigger need in, in your market that maybe is golfers or, or something that you're creating this. And then you, and then you have a game plan that you do, you divulge to the team. The team then can get behind the vision and be like, yeah, this is a hell of an idea. And they builds momentum, right? Mm -hmm. And that whole thing about momentum and entrepreneurship and everything that we have talked a million times about. So as the owner, the visionary, you need to be spending your time on things that will generate the revenue. And yes, creating a marketing campaign is going to create revenue. But so is calling a client that the credit card expired and you need to get the payment because they're two weeks behind. Like that's also making money because you're collecting the revenue. But you, but, but, but like you could outsource that too, sure. right? To an admin or something. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really the point, right? Where are you spending your time? Is it on visionary income producing activities? What's the name of this podcast? Money making, money, money, yeah. Yeah. money making activities. <clears throat> and too often when we see it and gosh, I go back to this one post, a good friend, like I'm pretty sure he still owns a gym. I don't know. He was on the, the repairing yeah. the treadmill yeah. and we're like, no, they would like, it like made me, I wanted to delete it for him. <laughs> yeah. Like he was so excited that he fixed his own treadmill that, you know, he saved the 50 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, no. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. 
So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. To that point, though, we're using time and we're using the activities. I mean, it's about the value your time is worth, right? The value you as the the visionary of the business, you as the business owner, you have things on your plate like the vision of the business that cannot be fulfilled by somebody else in that organization. That's what Tim's getting at is you need to set aside and enforce your calendar so that your time is spent on those money-making, income-producing activities, not finding yourself on the training floor, fulfilling training in your business. Those, there, there are tasks of, and functions of the business that have to happen in order to, to fulfill our promise to our consumer. Can that be done by a member of your team, a system like automation? Um, you know, th- that's how you as a business owner buy your time back. You get your time back, and that's the reason the audit's important. Once you have clarity on where your time is being spent, automate, delegate, eliminate, and then fill those times with income-producing activities. I promise you, you your time and your impact in your business just skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Yeah. And sometimes it is some of the creative process that takes time, right? There isn't a direct understanding of what an hour worth of understanding your competitors, the, the hole in the marketplace provides, right? Yeah. But once you have that system or that that process implemented into the business and your team can fulfill on it, that's where the money is being when the money is being made but it has to start with the vision first and quite often to tim's point we work with business owners that are are every day spending the time fulfilling the services that they've that their business has sold but nobody's steering the ship yeah that's dangerous and there's a there's a gym owner out there right now being like no i'm not not training clients i'm great at it i love i love doing it if it gives me energy uh, you know, the clients love me. Nobody's going to do it as good as me. I can't find anybody anyway. Like all those things are going through your head right now. And you're like, no, these guys are full of shit. No, I, I, I am the trainer. I'm the head yeah. trainer. I'm the best trainer. Just know, sure, you can. You're making a conscious decision not to grow your business. That's, that's, that's I was it. just going to say the same thing. You're, you're, you're a, a phenomenal con- trainer, but you're a lousy business owner. And that's okay. But you're, you better you're, find somebody to drive the, drive the I was ship. just going to say, you need, a, you need a CEO of your own business. Or, or maybe selling your business and being a full-time trainer is this, the actual decision you need to make because you're not taking the risk of the four walls and the responsibilities of paying everybody else and keeping the lights on and all of that. Your focus then can be narrowed. Yeah. And you can spend full amount your full energy and effort and time on the thing that you do best. But... 
it's not growing your business. I've seen founders of, of businesses hire CEOs. Before Absolutely. To run because yeah. they just know they're not good at it. And, and so just so you know, yes, that is a decision, but you're making a decision not to continue to grow your business, I guess, proactively. Um, so you need to you need to backfill that that with somebody else yeah. or backfill the coach, right? So it's like one or the other. Now, great story. We got a we got a, an Iron Circle member. He joined at our last growth summit. Fifteen year phenomenal technician, phenomenal trainer. I mean, you look at the guy; he's like freaking shredded. You know, like he he measures every grain of rice. Yeah. Or, you know, like this is life. Yeah, and, and he'll never change that part of his own life. Now, he had a great business. I mean. Got to congratulate the guy. It was well over $40,000 a month. And he had really, to his own admission, no business skill sets. And sure. he was just doing it based on helping people, working his ass off. You know, and he had some people in the gym that were independent trainers and his wife in there. And, you know, they did a lot of things right. Yeah. But he knew, he knows, and he's doing it right now. If he, he needs to, this is a, he said, this is a hobby. This isn't a business. I can't go anywhere. I have to program every client's thing. I'm the person doing it. Uh, and so we're working with him and his wife and they're gonna, what's gonna happen is they're gonna double their business and have 10 times more time. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. It's awesome. But like to the point where I was saying like, there's a, there's a gym owner right now that is like him yeah. and her that it, it's a hobby. Like, he, and he said it. They both said, it's like, it's a high, I need to change my mentality because if I don't come in tomorrow, if I don't program these clients programs tonight, it's the, the business isn't going to operate. So he is 100% self-employed and he's making conscious changes right now. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Well, to that point, we work with gym owners and have for years that have been in the business 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years that are still in that seat. And I think that the realization and that mental shift that takes place will happen in time. So if you're, if you are that gym owner, that's, you know, firm in your stance that you need to be the guy delivering the service and to all the things Tim just said, that may be true for you today, but as a business owner, give it five years, give it 10 years when you're still showing up, doing the same thing for relatively the same amount of money, 10 years into your own business, Right now is your opportunity to make a different choice so that you aren't in that seat in 10 years. Mm -hmm. There's, and understand, only one of these situations, you have to do the fulfillment. You have to. The other end, when you're in the position and, and you've got the ducks in a row and the business is built, you have the choice of still going and shaking hands and kissing babies. You can still have a couple clients that you want to work with, you can drop in any session and coach with your coach. Mm -hmm. You're a business owner with a choice. That's that's our you know, lifeline. That's what we're tossing out. We don't want you to be in a position where you have to be doing these things down the road. Instead, have a business that can provide and fulfill. And then you have the choice of where in the business you get to yeah to operate. You, you nailed it. I think it's an age thing. <clears throat> I think it definitely I, comes with. You know, yeah. and um, there comes a point in time that, yeah, you're going to, look at the last 15 years of your business, look ahead 10, 15 years and be like, if I don't change something now, I'm gonna be in here. Till the grave. Till I die. Yeah. And hell, there's some people that know that and still choose to do it. And that's great. Like that's what you wanna do till you die. Awesome. I tell you what, man, um, if 
55 years old. I don't want to be in here and train anybody. I want to be enjoying the fruits of thy labor, right? <laughs> the years of, of effort. The years of that, risk, yeah. the years of stress, the years of sleepless nights, the years of figuring it out on the fly. All of that needs to pay off some point. Like you've, you've signed, you I mean, how many personal guarantees are you going to sign? Because every time you renew your lease or take a loan or whatever the hell you're doing in your business that you got to do, every time you do that, like there, there's a chunk of you that gets thrown into that pen and it's given away to the whatever, to the, <laughs> to the lords of money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And, um, you got to get paid off at yeah. some point for taking all those risks at one point, you know, yeah, you know, we should probably do a whole podcast on it. Like, I don't understand why there's a belief that we provide with what we provide in health and wellness that we, it, it has to be done at a detriment. You know what I mean? Like to, to the owner, to the owner or to, yeah, exactly. Like why can't both parties be happy when that, that uh, agreement is signed and both parties win. I that's, think it's a mindset, the, man, because like, like when we were at our Iron Circle event, gosh, when was it? It might've been Sundance where nobody was posting about them oh, yeah. being in yep. this amazing house, learning from amazing presenters, growing the business on a mission to make more financially not one gym owner was willing to post what they were doing for fear, fear of their clients seeing that and not liking it blew my mind yeah still to my to this day and there's some of you out there right now that you just got a new truck and you can't post it you can't share it because your your fear that your clients will will look at you and be like oh look at this highfalutin gym owner here <laughs> boy he's making too much money and i don't want to support that and i'd rather him struggle i'd rather him be mopping them floors <laughs> yeah. than him getting a brand new vehicle on my dime that it's what kind of attitude is that <laughs> and it happened here and yeah. it was blew my mind because some of the women that i heard the loudest were business owners in their own rights successful very wealthy business owners. And the day it was, it was a couple months into making this transition out of the operations and into ownership where I wasn't mopping the floors anymore. I wasn't at the gym every day. I wasn't taking the trash out and I wasn't there from sunup till sundown like I had done for the previous 10 years. And I got flack for it. I had people leave the gym and quit because I, the owner of the operation, were not in the seat anymore. And I just threw my hands up like two middle fingers. Like, if that's the way you feel, I'm, I'm happy to get the hell out of here. You don't support us. And their reasoning was, this doesn't feel like a mom and pop business anymore. And I don't want to support. Okay, well, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, <laughs> as I as, Yeah, but the same clientele I goes cared, right to Starbucks and goes right to Best Buy and goes right to, you know what I mean? I, like, I cared 30 seconds about it and it was over because yeah. I knew that it was, it blew my mind. But this is the reason why people won't post and stuff like this was for fear. And this was a long-term group of women. Well, let's, let, five let's, of them. let's extrapolate on that though for a second, because gym owners, that are listening might not know the the difference between the, what happened then or where you were then and where you are now, right? As a business owner, look at the opportunity that you have 
because of those things, like the decision to move into a true owner role mm-hmm. in the business, profit, right? We, we talked about that a little bit. That kind of helped bridge that gap, almost force some of that. Mm-hmm. But then, you, you know, we've doubled down here and now we've spent our time educating the entire industry when it comes to gym ownership. We've then gone on, you, you know, the real estate and all those things. If you let a couple people's opinions put you back into the, the mopping of the floor and the delivery of the business, you'd yeah. be in that same seat here today. And that's what, how many years ago now? Uh, that, at that, when I made that decision, it was probably 2017. Yeah. 2017. So what is that? Eight years, seven years ago? Yeah. A lot has changed in seven years. Yeah. But that wouldn't, that might not have had you let some of that noise dictate that belief that 30 oh, yeah. seconds had 30 minutes of and then 30 days yeah. and 30 more years because yeah and it and it's funny because they owned businesses and i was like man do they really <laughs> not want to see me do well yeah crabs in the bucket mentality even successful people still have that same mindset so so you as a gym owner you have a decision to make honestly mm-hmm. like what you're gonna let some chatter you're gonna when we moved all that equipment out of the first gym and we had like people grabbing onto the hack squat and like dragging it while yeah. we're dragging out the door, like, Oh, this, I, I'm going to quit. Like, okay. I very, you have to be selfish. Honestly, you have to, and being selfish is not a bad word. No. Being selfish is, is I guess dubbed as a bad word. Oh, he's selfish. I damn right. I am. <laughs> you should, you, you, sh- you have the permission to be selfish. In fact, it is your obligation to be selfish. If you give to everybody else and leave nothing for yourself, you're going to die broke, poor, or the same thing, unhealthy. You're not paying, taking care of yourself and miserable. Like it's your obligation because the more money that you make, the more lives you can change. You can give away all your money if you want. Like if that makes you feel good, absolutely, then do it. But like, there's no, there's, what's the word? There's no like, not Lloyd, like there's no, uh, being broke is not a virtue. Like it's not, yeah, it's not, absolutely. you should be very wealthy. You should make as much money as possible because then you can do whatever you want with it. Like there's no, there's no reason to struggle every day yep. when there's answers out there and don't make those decisions to struggle because of the worry that somebody's going to look at you, think that you're success, successful and not like it. Well, good. Don't like it. Go be successful yourself. Maybe this will kick you in the ass to <laughs> yeah. be successful. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get to, into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. One of the things that after working you know, with gym owners and, and just the trainers and everybody in that relationship, right? Client to facilitator. It is amazing how loyal gym owners will be to their clients. And I'd say 99% of the time, it, it they don't give a shit about you. 
it's pretty funny. I mean, like I see gym owners get burned daily with these types of things and they go back and they repeat the same bad habits of thinking that the relationship is more than the agreement that you both signed. Like, I'm not saying be cold in your business and be inauthentic and don't have the relationships with the people in your community. Like all of that's a plus, but that is not what they're necessarily like. That's not the transaction, right? If, if one client has an opinion that's going to change the direction of your business and you decide that you're going to heed their caution, even though it's, you know, the value of what you can earn is multiples of what that person's ever going to pay you in the history of their time with you. Why the hell are you weighing mm -hmm. all of it on something that's worth maybe a couple thousand dollars over the history of your relationship when this could make you hundreds of thousands of dollars this freaking year? You I know, know what I mean? So we well, got a great, <laughs> great story. Um, we, we had a client that, I mean, they were in this thing called foundations and what founda yeah, foundations was like, a active adult uh they would pay a little bit less it was when we were doing boot camps and classes and almost stuff. like a i think like silver sneakers is globally known for towards that like yeah we were know, catering to this uh, older demo and we had a bunch of them and they were very mm -hmm. nice people awesome very mm -hmm. nice people um you know even this one particular guy sam that was a member at my gym at the first location he you know here we are in this other location and we have this this client we had to make a decision we were getting rid of boot camp we had to get rid of foundations yeah, because I needed to replace that with semi-private training. Yes. And for a long time, we made sure that they understood what was happening and they had the opportunity to upgrade. Yep. They could stay. We're just gonna be doing something different during these hours. And you know, they did it and they couldn't afford it. I get it. It was their own fixed income. And like, look, I've kind of felt bad, like, cause my mom and stuff knew all yeah. these folks and oh, they yeah. were training together for, for years. Oh, every day Sam would say hi. It, nicest people. Yeah. Well, we made it very clear, like, hey, this pains us to do it. We got to do it. I mean, I had to. And whatever. And we understood if they couldn't do it, and we would wish them the best, and we would help them find another location, if, you know, whatever. And we're talking, like, a fraction of the, the clientele here, guys. Not, oh. it, it, you know what I mean? The decision wasn't like we're cutting off a quarter of the clients at the gym or something. It was, we're probably talking, what, 3%? A dozen, yeah. a dozen, a dozen <laughs> yeah. clients or something. And... And, you know, it was known it was going to end on this date and, and they kind of trickled off and disappeared and everything I thought was fine and whatever. And I got a nasty letter in the mail, like a handwritten, he, he, he bashed me, bashed me. Like, and dude, we, this was a nice guy. Oh yeah. Like we put up a, a, a what was that, a menorah? Mm -hmm. He's a Jewish guy. We we're all Christmas here. We threw a menorah up for my man. Like we put it out there. He was a Jewish guy. Yeah. Let's put, let's celebrate that too for him. Yeah. He wrote me a scathing letter and he said something in there I'll never forget. He says, uh, normally, Tim, blah, 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 I'd wish you the best of luck, but I wish you nothing of like that. Wow. He he like wanted me to fail because of the decision to pull foundations out of the program lineup and he couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. He he wished me bad luck. That's insane. <laughs> and uh wow. I mean he could have not written anything, mm -hmm. but he wanted to make sure that he heard, I, I heard him, yeah. which is fine, whatever. I, I laughed, I threw it in the trash, I moved on with my damn day. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have hurt me. Like th this was a very calculated decision. I thought long and hard and a lot, lost a lot of sleep over my mom bashed the hell out of me sure. when I told her about it. Yeah, You can't do that to those clients. They've been supporting you for years. Uh, yeah, I can mom, it's my, 
business and I'm making this decision consciously. This but is the, not a, at the end of the day, the, the, as a business owner too, you hit it earlier. When you, when you have more, you have the ability to give more and provide more. Those 12 clients were taking up the room for exponentially more clients to walk through the doors just based on the, the amount of time that they yeah. were trained, right? Yep. If 12 of them were there, you could probably do 36 additional clients to the business. That's how many more lives helped. Yeah. Oh, I know. Just because of, of something like I'm that. I mean, there's a million. But, but I got blown up, dude. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And it'll happen to you. But that's not the reason. That's not a reason to not do something. No. You're going to have people not happy. Like, you can't make everybody happy. Like, One of just, the most. <laughs> just look at the music that you're playing in your gym. You can't make everybody happy. <laughs> if that's not the best example, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. One of the greatest lessons, uh, Andy Frisella, I've ever taken from him, from him was aim for 49%. Stop shooting for 100%. You Trying know, to cater to, to the yeah, masses. Yeah, catering to everybody. 49% is all you need in any market to, to do extremely well. At 50%, you've now devalued something that 49% are dying for, right? Like semi-private here, right? If we had half of those sessions catered to boot camp, we were now devaluing our mission and the, the one yeah. thing that we're really freaking good at. So rather than try and appease everybody by devaluing the 49 that will die for you, yeah, yeah. get really freaking clear. I want the 49 need, provide. And, sure. and, and when your business is catered around that, you're never going to have an issue whatsoever. But every time you hear noise from somebody who ends yeah. up being one of the other 51%, you got to take that with And a lot of salt. times you don't hear the noise. You make up the decision in your head that you're thinking they're not going to, they're going to say something. And even if they do, <laughs> do it anyway. If it makes sense, like do it. And so stop being scared, guys. It is, you know, look, I've got a million stories. I can't imagine if I had like 20 locations in 15, you know, over 15 years, how many more stories I'd have. But I've got, we have a whole episode on the craziest shit that happened in the gym. <laughs> that was a yeah. wild. We had like fist fights. We've had murderers, murderers. Come, come through the gym and the, the, the marshals, U.S. marshals, like tracking this guy into my gym. Like at the time, it was wild. I mean, I have a great, oh, yeah. great story. <laughs> I got ex-NFL athletes. We got the whole families. We got hockey oh, yeah. Hall of Famers. We've yeah. got NBA Hall of Famers, NFL Hall of Famers. All, all, all in, of them. All of them. Yeah. Playboy models that cheated with Trump. All, <laughs> yeah. They were members of my gym. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, I mean, we man. should do it a whole, maybe we should remind everybody of the story, <laughs> like tons of stories. But again, going back to the decisions on what you need to do in your gym needs to be for the best interest of you, gym owner, you. Be Growing the business is, is the way that you benefit the greatest at the end of the day. Be selfish. It's a good word. You should have that tattooed on your inner arm on the bicep, selfish. Because it's not a bad, it's, it's, it's your obligation to be selfish. And everybody's gonna be like, well, what are you, what are you? no, no, you know what? I'm not Mother Teresa. That, that's her job. She's still alive. I don't know. Let her be that giving unselfish person. I'm a capitalist, a business owner. If we don't make money, the employees don't make money. We can't help to, we close the doors and I'm living on the streets. Is that what I wanna do? No. So, anyways, be selfish. Hopefully that helps change your mindset <laughs> let somebody else be mother Teresa. until next episode keep changing lives see you on the next show bye
All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.